0: Can you open your bibles in Romans 12:2 please? Hope you're there. Let's go because we don't have much time. I'm going to try to do this fast. Um It's not going to be fast. (laughs) Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What is his will that is perfect and pleasing and good? It's a great question, right? What is his will? We're constantly asking that what, what... vision do I have for my life? And we say that we want to draw a line to his will. I want to do whatever he says. I'll do what the Lord tells me to do. But um, to illustrate what that means and make it into an example, I'm going to give you, I'm going to start with the story, which is not normally what I do, but I want to start with the story first. And for this story, it's very important. You probably heard it before, but I think we're going to take a different angle and that's why I want to share it again. It's important to remember that I am Mexican. So that's very important for this story because it's... It's, it's the main point of it, and why is it a problem? Um, so back when I was uh, younger, I was uh, in 2012, um, I was 20, I had a dream, I had a very big dream to go to Mozambique. That was my big dream because I had heard the story of Irish ministries, I wanted to see what it was, I wanted to be part of it. It's a, it's a ministry that helps a lot of, um, it, it, like feeds thousands of children a day, like they feed 4,000 children a day. That is crazy and they have schools they have orphans going there they, they they've changed the country like they've been credited to change the country and uh it, mozambique used to be two percent uh christian the other was completely muslim now it's 26 percent christian and it's it, it's a, a huge change and revival spread out a lot coming from this ministry so i wanted to go there right and uh when i went to ministry school in california i signed up for going to the trip it was like I'm, I'm gonna make it to the trip you have to get accepted i got accepted and um and we trained you, you have a bunch of meetings to go there you prepare i had a lot of listening and prophetic about it I got all my prophetic words wrote it that wrote them down of what the lord wanted to do and then uh we off we go but when we go to san francisco and you're about to take off, they ask you for your passports, right? You, you take out your passports, you, you get ready, and suddenly my Mexican passport, it's not that powerful because it's a, it's, it, it requires a, uh, a visa to go just to land to Johannesburg, which is one of the stops, South Africa, and they tell me, hey, you don't have the visa to stop in Johannesburg, so you can't, you can't pass to Mozambique, so you can't get on the plane. This is just out of the get-go, out of the gate. Um, My leader goes, approaches the the front lady and says, no, he actually does not need a visa. And and she like, as if it was a Jedi mind trick, she goes, oh, actually, you you, you don't need the the, the visa, you're fine. (laughs) All right, I guess, we go, now. I used to work for a foreign affairs ministry. I studied international relations. So I knew that was not the case. That if you can't go to a country, if you don't have the visa. And I started to remember, actually, Mexicans and South Africans, we don't like each other. We, we, we call them racists, and, like publicly and diplomatically. And they didn't like it when we did that, the Mexicans. So they actually banned us. And we need a special permission to go into their country, uh, even for the airport. So I knew that. And um, I didn't know that when I was preparing for the trip. I forgot that little detail. <laughs> so as I was going through in our flight, I was obviously praying to God in all tongues and, and known to man, please save me. I don't know what I'm going to do. And um, in the same note, I was also texting all my friends in the, in, in the Foreign Affairs Ministries to help me and uh, get some, of, some help from the South African embassy in Mexico, no, a Mexican South African embassy in South Africa to get me through. Um, so we get to London. Uh, my whole team, you know, it's a very faithful team. They're all like praying and like, declaring that we're going to go through. And as we are going through the little uh, lane to get checked your documentation again to board the new plane, uh, and there's this light that goes green or red when, when you're like checking your, your, your ticket, it goes very red. And um, I get stuck. I get stuck in London. And my leader tells me, hey, um, here's 500 euro. Uh, try to make it, good luck. And uh, because he told me, what do you want? You want to go back home? And I'm like, no, I don't want to go back home. And he's like, okay, here's 500 euro, try it. And um, so I I say, okay. And um, I go to London. I've not prepared for London. Uh, my weather clothes were very much Mozambique. so it was shorts and like tennis shoes, and it was rainy. It was horrible landing in London the first time that I've been in London, and I was back then I was using an uh, iPod Touch. I don't know if you remember those things, but uh, that was what I could use. I don't have, I didn't have a phone. I could use to uh, get on the Wi-Fi and try to find myself and then find a spot to sleep. It was horrible to get somewhere. Um, but as I'm going through all that motion, I'm like, no, I'm making it there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to fulfill the dream. I'm going to fulfill the promise of the Lord, right? And, um, and then the next morning, I go to the embassy uh, of, of South Africa. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can get a permit or something. I'm going to talk to them. And when I approached the guy and in in, in, in had my number to uh, talk to me, and I show him all my papers, and he says, he says, no, we can't do anything for you. Like, it'll take 15 days. And I'm like, all right, 15 days. That's that's over. That's the end of my trip. And he's like, Yeah, we can't help you. You're Mexican. He was very aware of the Mexican South African situation, so so he was not happy to talk to me at all. And uh, he reminded me, Yeah, you you are Mexican, so we can't help you. I'm like, Okay, uh, well, I guess I'll go somewhere else. Um, so. I packed my stuff. Obviously, I'm super heartbroken in the middle of London, praying, what am I going to do? I go to the Mexican embassy. So, someone helps me there to to get a phone. They give me a computer, try to figure it out. I get to to the airport. I get another person to help me. And they say, okay, why don't we reroute you? And we get you from another country, from Tanzania. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I'll take a bus. And they're like, That's not how it works. You don't don't understand the size of Africa. That's (laughs) massive. You're gonna spend two weeks getting, if you try to find a bus. So that didn't work, but hey, they get me to Tanzania and I'm like, okay, at least I'm in Africa. Well, when I got to Tanzania, I don't have an exit ticket. I, I can't, I didn't get a plane ticket out of there. I was planning to buy it there in the airport. So as I'm in costumes, they tell me, where's your ticket? I don't have a ticket. You can't come in. So I'm like stuck in that little pa- little hallway from the plane to uh the airport and I can't move because I don't have a ticket and there's like three guards looking at me like I don't know what we're going to do with you and uh and I'm like I don't know what I'm going to do with me. <laughs> so I'm stuck again and and then I'm like okay well what can we do and finally I'm like Framing, rah, 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 rah. Uh, please get me out of here and finally one of the guys tells me, hey, maybe if we get you out through the back door You give me your passport. We get you out through the back door Then you can go to the ATM get money and then buy the ticket from the outside. How does that sound? And I'm like thinking They're gonna kidnap you. They're gonna kidnap you. They're gonna kidnap you. That's your passport You can't give up your passport and I'm like for, for some reason. I'm like, all right hand over stuff He takes me out from the back So I'm illegally in Tanzania, and he takes me to an ATM, I get the money, buy the ticket, and then he brings me back and gives me my passport. I'm like, well, that that actually worked for the first time. Something (laughs) worked. Um, So I'm in Tanzania, it's taken a long time, and um, I fly from Tanzania now to Kenya, and from Kenya I'm supposed to fly to Mozambique. Easy. Um, Get to Kenya. I'm in the airport, first time in Kenya, and I'm excited because I'm finally, it's just one flight away, one flight away. And this is, all this has taken three days already. So um, I'm excited for getting finally with my team. Uh, My dad is freaking out. Uh, My school is freaking out. Everyone's freaking out that I'm kind of lost, right? Um, So I'm tired. I fall asleep in in, in the waiting room. And then I wake up, and it's like two hours later from my flight, but everyone's there. No one's left, and and all the passengers are the same. And I'm like, okay, the flight hasn't left. And suddenly they bring us food. That's bad. When an airline brings you food, like without you asking for it, it's like, it's gonna be bad. Like something happened. And then they tell us the plane doesn't work. Oh, hold and behold, I I apparently bought a ticket with the worst airline in the world. Like it's actually known. This is the worst airline in the world. We don't make it places, like they, they are kind of proud about it. Um, and and they tell me, hey, we're not going to make it out, the plane doesn't work. Um, so we'll just get you a room here in Nairobi and see you soon. So this is a disaster. It's horrible. I feel so defeated. Um, they take us to the hotel and then in the morning I'm contacting everyone that I know to get me out because bought a ticket with the wrong airline, and um, and, and get me to to Mozambique. Um, in the meantime, I'm trying to make it friends with the passengers, trying to get out of there, and we decide to go out and get to know Nairobi. We don't know Nairobi. We're walking around, and uh, this is like 4 p.m., and suddenly I just see um, a van approach me, and they're all shouting at us, and, and, and I'm like, what's going on? They're shouting at us. It's the other passengers, and they're saying they're leaving because they're they found the flight and everyone's leaving. And, and there's like vans behind it because they're being taken to the airport. And we're in the middle of, of I don't know, Nairobi. And we start running and everyone, well, I didn't know, in Nairobi is very dangerous to run if uh, uh, people think that you're being chased or you're being, uh, there's something wrong. There's about to be a bomb or something because that's, that's kind of normal. So they were very scared of seeing a bunch of dudes just running down the street. And some guy is like, pulling out his gun to see what's going on and I'm running and I'm like okay well hope those guys are not gonna get in trouble because I'm the fastest right now so I'm just keep on going (laughs) I didn't care and I kept on going and um we make it to the airport I make it to the airport and I'm like oh finally we're gonna get out of here and um and we're all very happy I I made friends and we're cheering and suddenly we notice it's already time to go we don't see anyone from the airline they're all hiding there's no one in the little stands there's no one like with their badges is there a plane leaving? what's going on? There's no plane leaving again and we're stuck but this time everyone's very pissed there's very like they, there's like several groups in the, in, in the flight there's the Russians, there's the Mexicans, there's the Chinese I'm not kidding like they all started doing groups and they're all wanting to break stuff and um, so I'm like kind of calming people down like let's not break the airport and they're very pissed very very upset um, Finally they tell us okay. It's not gonna happen even if you break that TV So um, they get us out of there and take us back to the hotel by this point. I'm like This is horrible. Like I'm done like the, the, what I thought it was a mission trip and all these people gave money to this I I'm a, I'm a fraud like this I made nowhere but I I stop I'm like you know what? I'm actually somewhere else. There's people that need me. Like there are, there's there's need around me. So I'm just gonna have my mission trip by myself. So I just turn off my. I'm leaving to. I'm just gonna start praying for people. I guess myself. Uh, let's see if it works and, uh, and 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 try to figure it out. So I sit down in the morning with my very fellow happy friends and uh, they're not happy. They're very angry and uh, and I start. Praying for people and there's this guy that looks like Frankenstein. I'm not kidding. Like he he looked very mad and uh and he really had a bad headache, like really bad headache, and you could tell in his face. And um, and he was rushing, and I said, Hey, can can I like what happened? And he's like, No, I have a very ha- bad headache and I hate this place. And I'm like, Yeah, I get it. Uh can I pray for you so that your head doesn't work? Everyone that knew me, the head gets healed. No, doesn't work. Uh and <laughs> everyone that knew me from that flight because i became friends with it you know how you start making a persona and like you feel like you're like accepted and cool in that group like well i felt like that like I, they they've now accepted me as one of the mexican leaders so it was it was cool <laughs> but um but so the mexican dudes start looking at me like what is what are you talking about like what are you doing they didn't know i was in a mission trip or anything so i'm like okay, I'm going to risk my little tiny reputation that I have here. And I pray for the guy and he gets healed right there. And then I pray, and then this other dude says, hey, can you pray for this other thing that's hurting me? And I pray for that and he gets healed. And then I start like, I'm like, I'm on a roll. Now my reputation is, now I'm feeling good. Like, I'm like, this is actually fun. And then I start praying for the Mexicans too, who are very much like I don't know what's going on because a minute ago I respected you. Now I don't know what to think about, about you. And, um, and, and they all get like ministered in that moment. And I, 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 I kid you not, like minutes later, I get it, we get informed, hey, we're leaving. Obviously, my faith for that was like below the stage. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like if we leave, we leave. If not, like I keep praying for people. Um, and, and we actually leave. We leave. We fly off. And I'm like, as we're flying. I really hope we make it because it's like, and we make it. We make it. And um, once I land there, it, like, my team had left. They were in the, what we call the bush bush, which is in the jungle. So I was left behind in the base. And I was like, it's fine. I'll just keep on praying with the kids and being with everyone. I'm like very much like, surrendered to whatever the Lord wanted to do. And, um, but then they tell me, hey, do you want to catch up with your team? Like, that's like an hour from when I arrived. I'm like, sure. How? Uh, Well, Roland Baker is flying over there. He's flying. Do you want to get on his plane? I'm like yeah, of course, let's go. And they get me on the plane with Roland and then I get to fly over there. And then when I arrive on the, on, the, on the plane track, there's Heidi. And I don't know if you know who Heidi Baker is, but she is kind of a big deal in Mozambique. And she's the one that's been leading this whole ministry. And then she sees me and I'm kind of known because of this situation as the lost guy. So not, not Andoni, the lost guy. And she's like, we found you. And she goes, she goes, Heidi, very serious, if you've ever heard her, she goes, sometimes you got to pay the price. And I just break down and start weeping and tired, like, like I, I'm like completely touched. So we, I'm back with my team. I'm like being rock, like rocked by everything that's happening. I'm very thankful that I made it. Um, but um, the next day, we're invited to go into a prison and, and, and to minister to the prison. And as we're waiting outside of the prison, you can hear singing from outside the prison. And 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 I'm kind of it's kind of odd to hear singing from a prison. It's not something you expect, you expect shouting and ah, things like that. But it was <laughs> the opposite. So we go in, and it's a super long hallway, super long hallway, and with obviously like the cells facing each other, and there's men on, on each of the frames of the, of, 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 of the doors, all singing and worshipping to the Lord. The whole prison is Christian. The whole prison. Though every prisoner is singing and worshipping to God. Hundreds and hundreds of people just worshipping right there. And all with like a huge smile. They're all happy. I'm like, you're in prison. Like, guess what i'm not thinking what did you do is not what i was thinking i'm like thinking like what did he do to you what did he do to you like i was complaining about my trip and you're in prison and you're worshiping like there's no like everything's fine and they, they the thing about this prison is that they they they're all saved. Yeah, all the prisoners are saved. And they've experienced somewhat of a revival where they're sending out prisoners actually afterwards. They're the most well-behaved prison from all the country. They're sent out to ministry school and then they become pastors. And they're sent out. So that's, that's what the prison is doing. So we sat down with them. We ministered. We, 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 um, we, we, we had a, a beautiful time with them. But my point of telling you these stories to give you the contrast is, the, is that my story of what what I thought was doing the will of God, of making the will happen, was actually like was not actually the will of God. I was not actually bringing like what what I was supposed to be doing, and the inmates were. They were doing the, the will of God. They were transforming a prison into a palace. They were a thermostat in that place. They had everything and nothing, honestly. So was the will of God for me to get lost? Is it? Did God work in mysterious ways and got me lost in that situation? What is the, what is the goodwill that I need to renew my mind with? Those are really good questions for me to be asking in this situation. How can we trust Him if we do not know what He wants us to do? So I want us to learn to distinguish between him and anything that is not from him. So what is his will? So let's go to Matthew 6, 9. And I do want you to read this one. And and, and, um, I mean, you obviously know what it is, I hope. Um, Are we in time? Oh my God. (laughs) Let's rush. All right, Matthew 6, 9. This then is how we should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His good, pleasing will and perfect will that we need to be renewing our minds with is that we bring heaven on earth. That's his will. Okay, let's go again. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So whatever's in heaven, I want it to be done here on earth. That is his will. Why do I bring up to this to a church that is constantly trying to bring heaven on earth? And you guys, that's how we started this church that you you guys have heard this countless of times. Because if we are in a race and we are encountering trials, we could start making like in our mind, God the manipulator of those situations, and that's where it gets dangerous. We could start making God the author of anything that's coming against us and saying, hey, that's from God actually. He's he's making me get lost. He's actually making everything harder for me. And he's actually giving me this disease. If we are not constantly renewing our mind. So if he taught us to pray, his will be done, it means it is not being done all the time. If he asked you to pray, your will be done on earth as in heaven, that you need to ask him to have his will being done, it means that his will is not always being done. Again, he wouldn't be asking you to, for something that's already happening. When it says, do not conform to this world, what it means is, do not conform to the pattern to the to fashion yourself according to that means you don't fashion yourself according to the circumstances that you have around you in James um I think it's one two I didn't even put it down. I should have put it down but uh, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance finishes its work, so that you may mature, complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generous to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe. What was Alex just talking about? You must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything. Oh, that's harsh. Well, it is in the Bible. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable unstable in all they do. That's severe. So if you don't believe, that's what it says. Such person is double-minded. We need to believe. This is probably what I teach all the time, believing in Him. But in order for us to start believing, first we need to be reminded that God is good. Because we start crediting God with causing cancer, natural disasters, and even blame him from getting me lost in Africa. Was he in charge of that? No, I was the one that didn't check the passport requirements and didn't remember that as a Mexican, I needed more of just my passport. I needed a visa. So fashion ourselves to the pattern of this, word, of, of this world means our minds according to the world makes, makes us what? Powerless, victims. Because I'm, I'm letting whatever the circumstances are create my, my, my theology. What I'm saying is, the, is we, we try to escape the pain of this situation because it's painful, right? When we're dealing with trials, it says you're going to mature yourself. You're going to grow yourself, but you got to believe. Believe in what? That his good will is to bring heaven on earth. So, some try to escape, try to escape the pain with shameful reasoning, like he allowed it, or he caused it, or he let it let it happen. If I, as a parent, if I, like, there's little difference with those with those two. If I allowed abuse to happen to my children, my neighbor, like to my neighbor, like, hey, hit my kid, would I get in trouble? It's not a hard answer. Yeah, I would get in trouble. Yeah, totally. If I allowed my neighbor to hit my kid, I allowed abuse to happen. So we cannot call God a good father if we're, we're, we're blaming him for allowing abuse to happen. If I send Leon on a trip and I make him get lost so that he can learn a lesson, is that a good parenting skill? I don't think so. That trip situation surely changed my life did he use it for good yes he did when people ask me about job like when people bring up job and they say well what about job our response should always be what about jesus jesus is perfect theology what that means is that everything that jesus did is the perfect representation of the father we only follow jesus we're followers of jesus we have four gospels Four gospels that witness what Jesus did, and he never used disease as a tool to teach. And you're getting your leg broken, and you're getting blind eyes. It was the opposite. He never counseled the sick. Oh, well, let me go through this painful moment with you. Did he? I may, might have missed it in my Bible. There's four gospels. He never blessed the storm. And he ruined every funeral he went to. (laughs) Going back to my trip, God used a terrible, scary situation for good, yes, and keeps doing it because I just shared it with you and it was enjoyable and good, good, good example of something. But that is a testimony of his greatness and his redemptive purpose. It does not represent his design to attribute evil to Him tragically undermines our, per- our purpose on earth as it cripples our ability to represent Jesus as a manifestation of goodwill toward man. In my trip, when I stopped worrying about getting the, to the right place and I started representing Him, I saw a shift and my mind was renewed and He was able to take care of the rest. So when your mind aligns to what heaven wants to do when when your faith is grown and you start believing oh, okay now i need to align to heaven then we, we we are empowering the moment so that he can intervene now this requires boldness because i was completely alone in the wrong place but um so why back to james going back to james and that that passage that i read why are we to consider it a pure joy to face trials that sounds awful right like trials, we, I, 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 if, if you would ask me, hey, I don't know how many trials you want. I want this many. Like, I, I don't want that many. I don't, it, it doesn't sound good. But why, why joy? Is it not the joy of the Lord my strength? In Nehemiah 8.10. So in order to see his strength, his strength, I need to dwell in his joy. Okay? But where do I find his joy? Doesn't he say, in his presence there's fullness of joy? So he's preparing you for the trials, so that what? So that you win. How are you supposed to win if you don't have trials? You don't win anything. It's like a, what are those competitions where everyone wins? There's no merit in that. You just got a medal, fake medal. (laughs) You're, You're not gonna hang it anywhere. In Psalms 16:11 says, "You will make known to me the way of life in your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever." Now I can enter rest, knowing that His will is good. Let's let's see this played out in the in the wild, but biblically. Let's go to Acts 4:29. Go to Acts 4:29. So this is to give you context. The apostles just got arrested. So let's call that a trial. All right. And they didn't get arrested by the Lord. They got arrested by the bad guys. Yeah. All right, all right. He says, I'm gonna start on 29. They got arrested and then they got freed and let go. So, and now Lord, look at their threats and grant it, grant, it, grant it to your bond servants to speak your word with all confidence, while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders to take place through the name of your holy servant Jesus and when they had prayed the place where where they gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness the context of these verses that they had just been arrested they had just been told stop doing that you just healed a man they had just healed a man that for, like that was 40 years old and, and it was like he was shouting and praising the Lord. And the, like, like the elders of the church got very concerned of that. I don't know why would you get concerned of someone getting healed. Unless you don't want to, unless what you want it is to control. Right? So instead of pulling back and going into defense mode, they pray with confidence on 29. And now Lord, look at their threats and grant it to your bond servants to speak your word with all confidence while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders took place through the name of your holy servant. And they prayed for the very thing that was getting them in trouble. What was the trouble coming from? More miracles. Why? Because that is the will of, the God, of God. The will of God is to bring heaven on earth. And then what happened? And when they prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. Shaken is physical. So shake, shake. Physically, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of, the, of, of God with boldness. Is this another manifestation outside of the upper room? Yes, this was another one that happened. It is often our boldness that draws him into an impossible situation. Alex talked about that last week. People constantly embrace hellish, hellish situations in their lives because of the thought that God intended it for good. That way of thinking does not not lead us to distinguish between works of the devil and God's correction. In fact, it's not even discernment. In in John 10.10, it says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that, this is Jesus, I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly. It's not complicated. It's not. But we make it complicated when we make the pattern of this world we adopt it and we start feeling like all these bad things coming up and you forget that you're supposed to be the light, to be turned on, but right. we forget. It's, one is bad, the other is good. Getting lost in an international trip, bad. Okay? And if this is not enough, First John 3.8 says, The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. We're set to recognize the works of the devil and then destroy them. Yeah. Is our life looking like that? Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place with, with different verses, but I think that it's very critical that we understand what. how are you supposed to renew your mind. We're supposed to not conform to the pattern of the world, be transformed, renew your mind, so that you can be able to attest and approve that God's good will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is what, he, what has been happening all around us in the church lately. We recognized what the enemy was doing. I don't know how, uh, how many Sundays ago. We confessed our sins. I don't know if you remember how many people came to the front. And they were all confessing their sins. They were all repenting. That was what was happening. I prayed for 11 people that day. And it was all like, hey, this is going on. I've been doing this. I, I'm done. I'm giving it up. They were all doing that. And we renewed our, our mind. And now, what happens when we worship? It's changed. Suddenly, the place is shaken. Not physically yet, I, I know, but He's re- responding with His presence every day. So, when you go into a circumstance, ask, Always ask, is this in heaven? Is this disease supposed to be in heaven? Is this a situation of lack in heaven? Is this death in heaven? Is this mental illness or disorder in heaven? If the answer is no, then we're set to destroy those works. That's our job. If we understand completely the severity of sin and what the enemy wants to do, we will be able, we able to understand that why God is so severe with it when he's dealing with it. He's saying, don't do any sin. Oh, is it because you're just setting rules? No, because it's killing you. Yeah. And, I've, and I, over my dead body, I want you to do those things. So I'm going to come in, rescue you, save you all, put you right in front of the Father so you can change the world. I'm going to skip some stuff because we got to go. Um, trying to see where we're going to pick up. So therefore, we are called to not accept sin, but believe in him so we can be part of him. This is how important it is to believe. This requires risk from us. This is not playing it safe. Every other, like if we make it, if we play the cessationist game of Miracles are not for today. That's playing it very safe. You don't have to do anything. Just show up to Sunday. That's it. No risk. But when you come to the front and you're expecting a miracle, that's risky. It's taking a risk. When you're, when you're prayed for a hundred of times for the same thing and it hasn't happened, but you're still believing and you're still coming to the front, that takes risk. And you're not changing your mindset out of the experience. You're saying, this does not align yet. And I'm not going to accept it. That's right. Do I tell you that every time that I pray for the sick, they all get healed? Well, we wouldn't have this crowd size. We wouldn't be like passive. I would be healing everyone. No, that's not what's happening. <laughs> not yet. But that's, that's what I'm hold, like holding every single person that comes to the front. This shouldn't be happening. In my family, when, I, when someone's not getting healed. This shouldn't be happening. I'm not gonna accept it. I can reason it. I can explain it with like, how, what meds do we need? That's all fine and done. But that shouldn't be happening, and we need to destroy it. In John 14:12, this. Let's go there quickly. Very truly, I tell you. Sorry, I'm not waiting for you, but you, you gotta go. Very truly, I tell I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Okay. Wow, Jesus, you said that? Really? You, you want us to do the same things? And they will do even greater things than this. Because I'm going to the Father. I don't know any other religion where the, the leader of the religion or God himself is saying, you're going to do greater than me. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Come to me. Explain it. He's setting you up. This is, the, this is, this is just the base. This is just the starting point. If you're not seeing that. Are, you, are, we, are, we, are we making the, the, the gospel a different gospel? Yeah. I think so. Because he said it right there. I, I'm going to see greater things. by accepting to, to do this will, to do his will, we're basically accepting to do the things that Jesus was doing and even greater. What, yeah. like yeah. Doesn't it sound upside down? Yeah. It sounds upside down. He's putting you as the author. Like, like you're saying, okay, now you go and turn the world upside down. Can we be in a prison and worship with our hearts out? Yes, that's the story we should be telling. Can we remember to change the circumstances? You be a thermostat wherever you go. Yeah. Can we store the prophetic words that have given us and they haven't come to fruition? And not, hold, not, not go bitter against him. Because faith for the journey of walking with God leads to encounter with God. So that's what Alex was just saying. That's what happens when you, open, you close worship and, and, and I feel like what you feel when I close worship and, and you just speak the message. Um, faith for the journey of walking with God leads to encounter with God. It results in growing in knowledge and understanding of the truth. And then we go into, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You are called to test and see. Not only theory. If we are only in theory, we would only be like, hey, come on Sunday. That's it. That's all you got. Test and see. Then you will be able to test and approve that God, what God's will is. Um, Psalms 34.8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste is physical. It's not just theoretical in your mind. The Pharisees were known for fears that never had any effect on their lives. And they were pissed to see it. Sorry, I shouldn't use that word. My wife told me not to use that word. They were very angry (laughs) with Jesus, having fruit out of what he was saying. Sorry, I'm Mexican, so uh, some of the words that you guys consider very bad, I don't because I don't have context for it. So that's what happened. Sorry, that's a true apology. Um, (laughs) What I'm reading in the Bible right now is to be transformed, to taste and see, to be bold and surrender the circumstances to his will. I have heard people that have stopped believing because they were, they had disappointment or a tragic loss. We still, like, they stopped believing in God. They're like, this didn't happen for me. I'm, I'm not making less their situation. And, it, and, and I recognize that there's pain in that. And when you see something that doesn't happen, I've, I've seen it in my own, in my own family. When I'm praying for someone, they don't get healed. But you can't turn God off and on. He's still God. You may be mad at him. You may refuse to serve him. But you can't decide he no longer exists. Or that his nature is not good. Your theology does not change him. It's the other way around. When we believe in him, this is um, from, from a pastor that we really like. Uh, When we believe in him and anchor in the reality of who he is, earth comes in agreement with heaven where the reality of of, of his world increasingly invades ours in both power and glory. We cannot exaggerate his goodness. We cannot exaggerate his goodness. If we could, we would be creating a God of our own imagination. His goodness goes beyond our understanding. We can try to twist it. We can try to misunderstand it. We can say the experience that I've had doesn't match. But we can not exaggerate how good he is. Because let's read it. And this is my final verse. I promise. 3.20. It says in Ephesians 3.20. God, I'm not even telling you the book. <laughs> Guess what book? <laughs> All right. Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and amen now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think I don't know about you but that doesn't sound like a God that's just saying hey go through life and come to Sunday that doesn't sound like a God that's saying hey go on your own and life is going to be hard no, I gave you my son so you would change it. I gave you my son so you would be a thermostat, not a thermometer. You're not just supposed to say how the time and the weather is. You're supposed to change it. So, um, all right, we're gonna pray, um, and I wanna I wanna be very um, I wanna do what we're saying. I'm gonna be bold. So, um, let's understand. stand. Thanks for listening. If we can do anything to help you or if you want to stay in the loop with what is going on in and around the church, you can follow us on Instagram, download the Saints Hill app in the App Store or visit our website.